Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, sharing valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here is your host, Rob Stanley. Hey, welcome everyone to the brand new Sellernomics podcast. I guess third time's a charm, right, Ryan? <laughs> That's what they say, right? <laughs> yeah. So everybody, if you've uh, if you've been following, obviously this is my third and final podcast. Not final, meaning like I'm only doing one episode. Like my final podcast. So I actually am the owner of the Sellernomics podcast, which is obviously sponsored by Gatita, which I appreciate very much. And being the new uh, chief marketing officer over there at Gatita is awesome. And I really appreciate all the team over there and everybody. So, but hey, we got a great one today, everyone. And uh, we got some great ones coming up in the next couple months. But today I got Ryan Kramer, partnership and marketing manager for Ping Pong Payments. What's up, Ryan? Rob, first off, I want to say congratulations on the new show. That's really cool that you get to brand this yourself and obviously uh, partner with Gatita. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say third time. We, we've kind of started all these journeys together, which is kind of funny. And and here we are again, yet again. So, uh, but yeah, it's been great to, thanks for inviting me for the first show. It's been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we do have some great information. So just real quick, everybody, we are going to be talking about how to simplify your Amazon capital and sourcing. And Ryan always has great tips. And yes, it is kind of a trend. Every time I've started a podcast uh, after the first one, Ryan's been my first guest and we didn't want to break that trend. So <laughs> the cool part is, so just so you know, Ryan, this is going to be a funny one. So the last two podcasts that I've had to exit or leave, uh, Yana uh, from YLT Translations has always been my last person. And so guess what? She's going to be up Thursday. So everybody make sure you tune into that Thursday episode because Yana will come on and I'm excited to have her on too. And of course, as you know, Ryan and I are actually both good friends with her also, and she's an amazing one. But uh, We need to break Ryan, that trend. That's a trend we need to break. So, that's the trend we need sure. to break, right? Well, the good part is, like I said, I actually own the podcast. It's actually in the works being trademarked right now, Sellernomics, so that would be really cool. And again, thank you to Gatita for sponsoring the podcast. And Ryan, let's kick this off. Let's get things going here. So let's talk about like how does a seller save time on both current invoices and paying invoices and I'm and and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think you're talking a little more like if you're selling international or if uh, no, I'm sorry, when you're actually like sourcing products, right, from overseas. Right. <clears throat> Take it away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good question. So when ping pong, obviously I work with ping pong, and so thanks for ping pong the logo. You can check it out right there, or I should say on the side. Um, so ping pong, what they do, they've simplified the payment solutions in terms of paying suppliers, manufacturers as well as any other sort of entity out there that you as a seller might be growing to. As we all know, as you're beginning your Amazon journey, you're gonna be starting probably by yourself, if not a partner or a very small team. So time is always of the essence. And what I always preach on my show, but also to anyone who's uh, I'm speaking with is, there's only so many different things you can do to have control over in the Amazon space. Um, fees are kind of set for you, um, storage fees, FBA fees, fulfillment fees, um, even shipping uh, costs, those kind of are set for you. You don't have control over that, but the things that you do have control over are your time and how you spend it. So that I would consider the most valuable asset that you can possibly use and what you're going to be using to grow your business. So we actually have built this really cool solution to 
take your time, no matter how big or small of a seller you might be or an enterprise level brand um, globally, you can save that time and really free up people's time to do other things like building your actual business. So let's go back to the beginner seller. If you're listening to this and uh, you're saying, I just don't have time to even listen to a podcast. I need to figure out my product selection, finding a great supplier manufacturer. Let's say you did that. You're going to be having to figure out logistics and all these other things. How can I shorten the amount of time I spend on paying my manufacturer or supplier to get my goods back over to a fulfillment center or a 3P warehouse, um, whatever that might be. You can do that by using a third party pr uh, provider or using a partner or a person who's actually involved with Amazon's uh, payment service provider network. So those are actually, we're, we're one of those things. So what I mean by that is the traditional sense of paying a supplier, you're going to be getting an invoice and then I'm going to have to spend anywhere from seven to nine minutes to pay that singular invoice. So that's time at my computer. I'm going to have to figure out either in person, making an international wire, which is time off your plate to do other things, or I'm going to be doing that via my virtual bank. So by doing that, you're actually taking your bank, you're putting in the information, sending it to an international bank account. And there's all these other barriers that it's going through. Your money is getting actually, once you click pay, that's not where the payment stops. So it's going through all these different channels and third-party barriers. So that one eventually gets to your supplier. It could be anywhere from you know a week, two weeks, maybe even upwards of three weeks, depending on where they're located and what kind of banking situation they have on. So that's just to receive the funds and then getting that converted so that they can actually purchase goods, uh, pay their employees. All that takes time and effort. So when we're looking at it, ultimately, you can be talking about a matter of weeks just by paying somebody with money to get it overseas, wherever your supplier might be, and then having it so that they can use it. That That's time of your plate. And as we all know, logistics is kind of the headache in the Amazon world and e-commerce world of getting your goods quicker and faster. So this is one way to actually shorten that window, get your goods and money to your supplier quicker and pay them out in actual local currency. So that's what I mean by actually uh, uh, saving efficiencies in time. Yeah, no, that's that's great information. And we appreciate that, Ryan. And, there, and we got lots of great questions and a couple of quick shout outs. We have a person on Facebook uh, hitting us up saying, congratulations, We really, I, I appreciate it. It's been a while in the making and uh, it took me some time to figure out the name, but uh, thank you so much. And again, uh, just real quick, I show a little more love. I appreciate any thumbs up uh, or likes. Uh, if you're on uh, YouTube, there's a thumbs up down in the bottom right corner. It's in red. I'd hit, appreciate if you hit that and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we have uh, both on Gatita and the Selenomics channel. So, and then uh, Lisa, actually a uh, great choice of your first guest. I agree. <laughs> Ryan is my great first guest and he has oh, Lisa. been. So, oh, Lisa. Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate Lisa's it. Lisa's always cool. And I appreciate her, uh, you know, tuning in there. So. Let's keep moving on. So yeah, everybody, uh, once again, uh, if you are interested in checking out Gatita, go over to gatita.com forward slash Sellernomics. And there's a great discount there. We'll be talking about that a little bit later, but let's move on with Ryan and we got lots more questions. So Ryan, sellers usually are struggling with like forecasting and I that could be a big issue. So what about like capital management and forecasting? Like how do you guys help with that? Yeah, good question. So with capital management, obviously, a lot of the times when I think about capital management, it's a big fancy word, but let's think about, let's simplify it a little bit. Let's talk about knowing where your money is. A lot of the time, 
people don't know if they're paying or receiving funds. So this can be simply as if you're selling in the United States only and you're located in the United States, you want to know, is my money being tied up in inventory? If I'm paying out my employees, if I'm going to be paying out virtual assistants, or if my money is sent over to my manufacturer distributor. Those are just a very few basic entities where you can actually have money that's coming and going, but you don't know if actually when people say checks in the mail, that's actually money not that you don't have in your actual account. It's actually sitting there, but it's not on your books as funds that you have sitting in your bank account. So by definition, if I'm paying a supplier $10,000 and I either wire them funds, that money is not no longer mine. That money, even though it's not been received and those goods are not been technically quote unquote paid for yet, that's money off my books and I have to account for that. So that actually affects you as a uh, anyone from your accountant. They have to know where your money is at all times, obviously, to account for any sort of audit or just any sort of growth uh, capital and just know where the flow of inventory or funds might be coming from. Um, and this is also super important when you want to exit your business. When you're talking about exiting, they're going to look at your account books and say, how much money is tied up in inventory? How quickly are you getting your funds once you pay, uh, pay for those and then getting them turned around and selling through your inventory that actually affects your uh, multiple when it terms of if you want to exit your your biggest asset and that's your brand on Amazon. So all that being said, simplifying it for us is paying for goods or inventory or even people in terms of salary or you know your assistants or virtual assistants. You can actually pay for them in local currency just with the help of a solution like ping pong. So how it works is you actually are applying for an international bank account. So you can pay up to 170 different cur currencies, uh, to over 170 countries, excuse me. And uh, you can pay entities in those locales. Uh, for example, if I am paying my manufacturer in China, what I can do is with the funds that I have in my ping pong account, I can actually convert that over at a very low rate, better than what you would get at, um, with any sort of bank or paying like through PayPal, for example, or any other direct to peer um, payment option, you're actually going to get a very low rate to convert that over to local currency. And it hits their account, whether it's a ping pong account, it's instantaneously almost, or if it's another bank account, if they don't have a ping pong account, they can receive it in anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. And that's in local currency. So that window I talked about in the beginning from it's anywhere from potentially weeks on in for the, get that money, to get converted over, you're talking about a matter of days where they can start paying out for their goods. You instantly become your supplier's best friend because they don't have to wait on money being converted over. And here's the other fun fact that I love telling people too. Did you know that suppliers are actually baking in this, the, there's this thing that they, uh, it's called a buffer, right? So when I get an invoice as a Amazon seller, I'm actually getting charged four to 5% more in my invoice because of the simple fact of currency conversion. So my supplier might say, oh yeah, pay it out in US dollars. That might be good and dandy. You might think nothing of it, but when I'm paying them out in that currency, they're actually charging me four to 5% more. Now, why is that? You might ask, that's a good question that I'm gonna answer for myself. <laughs> why is, is uh, that, Ryan? Why, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Rob. See, I'm gonna set myself, uh, self, myself up. You might think, why is that the case? Well, when money is just sitting there and it's kind of in limbo being converted over by a bank, again, all these different third-party banks, it actually takes so long that currency exchange, whatever that might be, it actually fluctuates every so often. Um, it might be a few cents. It might be as drastic as 
you know, Brexit was announced and your valuation of your currency just completely bottoms out. If that were to happen and you have, you're paying out US dollar and they're going to convert over, your supplier doesn't want to lose money. No one wants to lose money in a transaction. They want it to be instantaneous and they want it to be instant uh, in that fact that they know that they're going to receive the actual funds they need to make your goods and make a profit. So they're not going to hold the bag and lose money on the transaction. You, the seller, are going to. So it's all part of a working negotiation that if you pay on local currency, they know they're going to get their money quicker. They know that that you have the capability to um, work with an entity and they know that you're serious in the fact that you want to save money and make time work for you and not against you in that fact. Yeah, no, that's that's great information. And you know what, Ryan? I mean, you, I, I, two points I heard you talk about that I'd like to touch on a little bit more. Uh, one of them, you're talking about invoices and how they pad the invoices. I'd like to give a couple of uh couple actual examples of when I was selling on Amazon or heck, not even just Amazon, when I was just selling online for the last 20 years of that happening. And then also you're talking about like being able to improve your multiplier when you're exiting. And that's a great point. And I'm going to tie that in in a second, but we're going to stop for a quick break from our sponsor, Gatita. Hang tight. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. Yeah, so be sure to head on over to gatita.com forward slash sellernomics and get that $400 offer that they have that's going to be obviously commission free or no fees. And that's good for an infinite amount of time whenever you get that $400. So be sure to head on over there to gatita.com forward slash sellernomics. All right, let's talk about the invoices. So... I've been selling online for like 20 years and you are absolutely right, Ryan. There's been times that I would get these invoices and I would look and I'd start actually go online, look at what the rate exchange was. And, and I was just like, whoa, they're definitely padding this. Like they weren't just padding it because of the currency exchange. They were also padding the shipping. And cause I'd get on the phone with like, you know, this was like quite a few years ago when some of the shippers were a bit cheaper uh, you know, or I could get a hold of like UPS and find out what was my rate and things like that. And they were definitely padding it. And especially, you know, I get the fact that, yeah, there's going to be some fees there. Like they're going to have to deal with some of it. Okay. But if you can get it to them in their local currency, there's a lot less fees they're having to deal with. They're not dealing with some of the wire fees because wire fees sometimes are double ended. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right, Ryan, sometimes yep. you'll get hit like when you're sending it and then they get hit when they're receiving it. So they have to pad that. And that's something that you guys are able to offset or help uh, lower some of that cost on. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, uh, the more the more entities or the gates you have to go through, think about this way. Um, that's why credit cards are so high in terms of fees. They have to pay out all these different entities that are anytime money goes through another barrier, everyone gets a piece of the pie, right? So you're just taking that slice and you're divvying up in multiple different ways. But if you eliminate all those barriers and what we do, we actually have just surpassed the entire system. Directly partnering with banks has been the number one best thing that our company could ever do. It's because uh, the likes of, and I'd say to partner with banks, I'm talking about legitimate banks, not your local credit union down the road. I'm talking about like City, Chase, Wells Fargo, um, HSBC, those banks, we have direct correlation partnerships. So when you actually sign up for an account online, you're actually going to be getting a City account or a Chase account, depending on where you're on the world, right? That's how we determine uh, which one you get. Um, but the fees are still the same no matter who we work with, but it makes your money getting from point A to point B get there so much quicker instead of 
hey, I have to go through all these check marks and checkpoints. It just, that's what delays your money so long is because, you know, like technology, if it has to go through all these different gates, it's just going to be a lot slower. It's just how technology and, and, and eco the economy works. But when you kind of eliminate all the middle ground, which is kind of what e-commerce has always been, it's like eliminating the retailer entirely and just going from direct to consumer. This is kind of that way, but it benefits everyone in that regard. Uh, the only person you're hurting is maybe uh, a financial institute, which we all know they're still getting paid. We, we're still, you know, at some point they're all getting paid. They don't want to have to handle those small transactions, no matter if it's a thousand dollars or, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, those are still small peanuts and they're quite often. So to date we've done about $90 billion in, in uh, cross-border payments and those conversions. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And so to touch on the other subject I was talking about earlier about the exit and, uh, you know, and helping your multiplier out when you're exiting. I mean, that's a big subject right now. There, you know, there's a quite a few, uh, you know, companies or aggregators out there that are looking to buy Amazon based companies. Katita deals with a lot of them and partners, a lot of them. And so does uh, ping pong. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that's something I want to touch on is the fact that, you know, Ryan just said, he just gave some great examples of ways to increase your multiplier and Katita is the same way. You know, we help you find uh, refunds, reimbursements that basically you're due and that goes right to your bottom line. That's money that Amazon owes you. So, you know, this is kind of great to have Ryan on because there's a lot more kind of, uh, you know, things you could do together with Ping Pong and Gatita to be able to try to increase your multiplier when if you're looking at selling or if at worst case, you're putting money in your pocket. Right, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when, when we're talking about saving money, like this is not money that you're in fictitiously going <laughs> to save like a coupon or anything like that. This is actually your money. You're just not paying the fees uh, in terms of Gatita. It's actually your money is, you know, Amazon owes it to you because of something on their end happened. So in this case, what, what ping pong saves money. So we, we talked about the supplier side in the beginning of the show, right? Now let's yeah. talk about the receiving side. So if I'm an international seller or if I'm a seller looking in the United States and I'm selling in Canada, or in Australia or Germany. This is where a lot of, you're seeing a lot of brands start to build on themselves throughout, you know, just over the course of these last year, two years, or if you've been in the game long enough, you've been doing this for quite a while, but knowing that the opportunity exists internationally is a big opportunity for the likes of aggregators. That's where they're growing internationally and taking brands at scale in the United States and moving them internationally so that they can penetrate those markets. So why is it important to use ping pong for your receiving funds? Um, great question. Uh, that I have. again, <laughs> yeah, what, what is why. this? I'm like interviewing myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like, I'm, you're I'm, not, the, you're I'm not those, but anyways, so internationally, if I'm receiving funds, Amazon is, uh, say for example, I'm in the United States, I'm selling in Canada, right? My goods are getting sold in the Canadian dollar. They are being, you know, we're asking someone to pay for that in that currency. It's listed in that regards. If I, if I'm, if Amazon is receiving those funds, obviously it applies to the seller account, just like it is in the United States. But what you don't see is that every two weeks, it's the same pay schedule. You get paid out to your bank account, which you upload into your seller account um, instantaneously, wherever you're selling internationally. So if I'm putting my US bank account, Amazon will pay me out in the US dollar. That's awesome. Uh, in theory, what they're not telling you is that they will convert it over from the Canadian dollar that you should be receiving and will convert it for you, but also charge a fee on top of that. And there's actually in the seller uh, central account, when you look through um, international selling, you can actually see at which scale, how, no matter how much you're selling, how much in terms of currency conversion 
that fees that Amazon will charge you. Now, if you're a big enough brand, you might get a lucky break. And you're, if you're selling $10 million in Canada, which not a lot of people are, um, but that say that's that that's one uh, one marketplace that you're selling in. They're still charging you one and a half percent fee just to convert your money over if you're selling $10 million. Now that actual fee kind of substantially goes up the less you are selling in an international market. Now, again, this is after Amazon takes away your FBA fees, your storage fees, no matter what other fees that Amazon's going to list out that you typically pay. This is one of the areas that they don't list it out. And you can actually real time go right now. If you're watching this, go in your seller central account. If you're selling in Canada, you can look and take out after all the fees, how much Amazon should have paid you. And you take that money and you go into Google and you say, what was the currency conversion on this date from Canadian dollar, US dollar? Take the Canadian dollar amount, put it in there, and then you'll see in real time what you should have gotten at that rate. Now, a lot of the times that number will be much higher than what you actually receive in your bank account. Hence why Amazon charges those fees. They don't tell you about it. It's part of the terms and conditions and part of Amazon's, you know, um, you know, entity that they're facilitating these financial transactions and conversions over to the domestic funds of which you need and have asked and requested for. So the solution of that is, you know, again, that's money left on the table. We're talking about saving money. That is money that anywhere from two to 4% we're talking about that you're just paying out in fees unnecessarily. So a solution like ping pong, you can actually have a receiving account. It's a digital bank account. You can open it up through us, can put it into your Canadian account and receive Canadian dollar. That's amazing because this is, this is the cool trick. Instead of every two weeks that money has to convert over to the US dollar, you can let it sit there. You can let it say, if I'm selling only a couple thousand dollars a month in Canadian dollar, I can let it sit there until I feel comfortable or I feel like the currency valuation or whatever the, um, you know, the strength of the Canadian dollar versus the US dollar is, I can convert those funds over to US dollar whenever I want. I can just let it sit there instead of every two weeks it gets converted for me. So there's a couple benefits there. One, it's you're not paying fee for a conversion because no matter when you're converting money, that's a fee will be associated with that no matter which entity you use. But two, you can use those funds to either let them sit there and use it to pay out another entity in Canadian dollar if you so choose, or you just have, um, you wait until that accrues to the amount of, to the point when you need to either pay out manufacturer or supplier or just get paid out yourself. So that, that's the beauty of that. And you can actually receive up to 10 different currencies with our solution. So if down the road, I'm going to start selling in the UK or I'm going to sell in uh, Europe or I'm going to sell in Australia. If you have a ping pong account, and this is where it's kind of simplifying the nature. I don't have to open multiple bank accounts. You can actually request to open up a Australian dollar account or a uh, Euro account or a British pound sterling account and all in one dashboard, you can see I'm receiving this much from my UK business. I'm receiving this much from my Europe business. I'm receiving this much from my Australian business all in one dashboard. And it instantly just alleviates a headache for your financial person, that might be your wife, that might be your husband if you're listening to this, or it might be your accountants. And you can actually take the money holistically just on Amazon alone, but we can actually apply that to your Shopify store. You can apply it to international marketplaces such as Wish or uh, Rakuten if you're in Japan or Mercado Libre or CD Discount if you're in France. So as your business scales at, oh, appropriately scales, you can start to see in one simple way to see where all your money is coming and going and not know that, 
oh, the check's in the mail. I need to account for hundreds of thousands of dollars that might be missing or just floating in that ether out there. You can actually see simplistically in one place where that money is. Yeah. No, that's that's great information. And man, I'm glad I'm on your show there, Ryan. No, just kidding. Oh, no, that's it's great information. And and as you know, like Ryan and I are both host podcasts. So it's always fun when we got on other ones. I I could literally just rattle on for like an hour. But I do have a few more questions for you and I want to get them sure. answered because I know there's more information that people want to hear about. So we're gonna before we take a real quick uh break from our sponsor Gatita, uh, we will come back and I want to talk to Ryan a little bit more about where he thinks some of the other non-Amazon marketplaces are growing and where they could possibly help you with that. So stay tuned real quick. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at katita.com slash sellernomics. Yeah, so be sure to head on over to katita.com forward slash sellernomics. And I'll put it at the bottom of the screen here shortly. And we will have at the end, Ryan's contact information, ways to get a hold of him. But Ryan, tell us where do you feel, you know, there's some basically market growth or, or opportunities available for Amazon sellers, but it's not Amazon. Yeah, it's a good question. So in 2020, we saw a lot of people that if they weren't at scale on multiple marketplaces or they were not diversified in their own systems and they're only selling on Amazon, we saw a lot of people get hurt by that. And what I mean by that is in the, in the capacity that we're even seeing now play out to today, Amazon's not no longer a storage facility, they're a fulfillment area. So you at scale as a brand need to figure out if I want to build this something into a global brand that's recognizable and I'm going to actually be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and grow my brand, not just in one country, but internationally as well. A lot of people saw some hurt if their goods were not being able to be fulfilled and sold on Amazon because of the pandemic. Now, obviously, that's hopefully a one in, you know, generational uh, occurrence that that happened, but it shed light on a lot of different things. One, Amazon has ultimately, again, control over if you can sell online or not, right? It's their own marketplace. They have the capability. If something doesn't check out well with them, whether it's their TOS uh, compliant or they're you're being a bagged actor, which I'm assuming a lot of people aren't, but something happens and a lot of people go through this every day in and day out that their listing or product listing can get suspended for a number of different reasons um, for whether it's their fault or not. So that being said, if you're solely relying on Amazon, that's a really tough place to be at scale, right? Or a lot of, a lot of brands are in aggregators. We mentioned this earlier. They're looking to know that you're successful on Amazon because that's where a lot of eyeballs are, but they also want to know that you can exist outside of that realm as well because Amazon, though being one of the top e-commerce sellers around the world, it's not the only place you can play. And that's because uh, we might be short-sighted. We, we see that it happens a lot. We're a little, um, might be a little jaded in terms of looking through rose-colored glasses and seeing it's only Amazon that exists all around the world. Um, and they're the number one because it's that's holds true here in the United States. Well, that's not the case um, internationally, really. Even in Europe, which is the number two and two A markets for international e-commerce growth, I'm talking Germany, and then I'm talking UK. They're two A and two B. Um, they used to be the same, but obviously because of Brexit, they've moved on to their lack of better term their own island, um, their own marketplace, if you will. So because 
growth has happened and you're starting to see more people adopting Amazon. I believe it's in over 20 marketplaces now. And now internationally, sellers are able to sell all, all over the world um, besides maybe three countries or so. That's now opened up to the fact that people are getting smarter. They're trying to speak to these different marketplaces, not just the United States anymore. Although being one of the more spend happy com- countries that we are, we're yeah, not yeah. the we're not the only uh, we're not the only. Think about population, right? Let's let's just talk about numbers in general and you know, take a step back. I love Jeopardy and I love knowing trivia facts about this. In terms of GDP, the United States is number one uh, in terms of what we buy and sell, and we're, we're one of the greater economies around the world. Now, obviously, we're not in terms of people that that pales in comparison to some of these other countries. Obviously, like China, we have billions of people. Um, you have India with billions of people and just certain quadrants of the world, uh, South, um, APAC, which is uh, Asia Pacific area, even alone, just in those nations, if you pack them all together, like Singapore, um, you know, uh, New Zealand, those areas, you're talking about a, a GDP of like four, number four in the world. So that in itself is opened up, not just my eyes, but a lot of big brands and international companies that say, listen, you know, Amazon or United States is a great market, but let's talk about in terms of people, where can we get our goods in the hands of people and not just where money's being spent. So that's what you have to look at first and foremost, outside of Amazon, which is probably the number one marketplace in the world for lots of countries uh, in Europe, for example, let's look at there. They're the number 10 in terms of popularity because each country has its own marketplace. That's been around much longer than Amazon. Amazon's only been really popular. I would say in the last 15 years or so in international audience, I'm going to say less than that, maybe 10 years. So before then, yeah, no, wait, years, notice he said yeah, international. Yeah. So just so right, international, knows. international. <laughs> yeah. So this is like Amazon putting in their, uh, you know, fulfillment uh, area, uh, fulfillment um, warehouses and things like that. And actually having like dot, uh, you know, DE for uh, Germany or dot uh, UK, obviously for, uh, for Britain. Those are the marketplaces that I'm talking about. So they, the adoption has only been a decade or so. We've, we're lucky because we got to, everything gets tested in the US market, but internationally people don't get the same perks, even at, in terms of advertising. It's just not adopted yet, but that takes time as people localize, more brands are starting to push their goods online into Amazon's uh, fulfillment centers. And just people are starting to shop more on Amazon. Now, like as I mentioned before, each country has their own marketplace. Like we said, CD discount, really big in France. A lot of people have adopted that early and it's the, by far and away the number one marketplace in France. So again, when you start to piece and look at these different countries, which have millions upon millions of people, there's other marketplaces that can be available for you as a seller. A lot of people just balk at the idea of, oh, how do I get my goods over to France or how do I translate or how do I localize or how do I even pay taxes in those countries? So I think a lot of people just look at it, think it's a good idea, and then they realize the work that has to be done and then they instantly back up. Now, that's where I think you're going to see a lot of people who want to really overcome, try to figure out how to either with partners like Atita or we talked about YLT and Yana earlier, just work with different service providers in order to figure out how my goods can apply to those localized entities and really to start to piece together these chunks of people and where your 
where you can find opportunity to sell. So to answer your question, Rakuten is the number one option in Japan, which has, again, such a vast majority. I mean, it's Amazon's definitely coming up, but Rakuten is still by far and away the number one shopping marketplace for Japanese buyers and sellers. You're talking about Central and South America, which again, billions of people in Brazil, you're talking about Central America. You're talking about Mercado Libre, which a lot of people are trying mm -hmm. to figure out, how do I get my goods in the hands of yeah. Uh, yeah, South America and Central America quicker and more effectively? Those are opportunities where I see that sellers can really grow their business exponentially. And you're already seeing that playbook being implemented by aggregators in the space for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we do have just a little bit of time left on the show. And I want to ask Ryan a couple more questions, actually. So Ryan, uh, I know there's probably a few more tips that we probably missed. Uh, maybe just share a few more tips on that. And then I'll, I've got one more question for you before we kind of wrap everything up. Yeah. So, um, so tips in terms of you're talking about saving um, money. Yeah. Saving money. Or if you're dealing with uh, suppliers internationally or, uh, you know, in Europe or even Canada, I mean, a lot of us sellers, usually the first place they kind of venture out to is Canada when they're starting mm -hmm. to sell internationally, even though technically, you know, Canada's connected, it is still a separate country for the U S uh, you know, so tell us a little more, maybe focus a little bit on Canada. Like, on average, what kind of like savings are you seeing for most of the customers when they're collecting their money back from Amazon uh, when selling in Amazon Canada? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of reel this back and uh, apply it to that aggregator question you asked me about, like, why are they interested in uh, condensing and growing internationally? Uh, a lot a lot of the efficiencies that sellers just don't know that are available are in the logistics and supply chain which again i'm not the expert in that there there will be other guests on this show that will be lending their their expertise on that a little bit more um but what our expertise is is where you can actually financially save on fees so the example that i want to share with in terms of like international sellers if i'm selling a million dollars a month in canada for example this call a round number, million dollars, not of the, not out of the ordinary number, a million dollars a month. And I'm paying traditional fees on conversions. Um, I'm going to get that money back to the United States and I'm in the United States. So that money gets converted back over to me. Let's just say you save 1%, 1% on that conversion fee. That's $10,000 a month. Again, this is my math. Uh, make sure it's correct. That's if I save 1% on a million dollars, that's $10,000. And if you apply that to 12 months, that's uh, $120,000, right? Yep. So you're saving Absolutely. a year, just triple or, you know, six figures just on saving 1% on money that's already yours back to your own pocket. So that's not fictitious. That's money that you're not going to spend for the sake of selling in Canada. Now, as an aggregator, you know, when you're talking about multiplying, um, you know, taking that multiplier, that money that you're saving, it's going to go back to your bottom line because they know that they can actually save that the same funds with solutions like ping pong. Um, and they're going to simplify your solutions in other ways. That's why they're so good at what they do um, in logistics and other things like that. But just alone, if you're talking about exiting a three-time multiple and that money is actionable and it can go to your bottom line that you saved over the course of this next year and you save $120,000 and you exit at a three-time multiple, you just pocketed essentially $360,000 just by saving in fees. So that, that would be a actual yeah. way of it's free to sign up. And why wouldn't you save more money or why wouldn't you get it more money back? That's already years like with Katita 
those are the things that you should start asking yourself. If you're not doing that today, you should certainly be signing up for and implementing these services right now. Yeah. Like, no, I, after I think the show, three, you go sign up. Right. <laughs> and a three-time multiple, I think that's being conservative, Ryan, don't you? Right. I mean, we, that, we're hearing. I, I give a very conservative. I'm, I think I'm it is. I, I think it'd be safe. It's safe to say like a three to six time multiple would be a good range. I would uh, rather under promise, but over deliver. Yeah, so that's absolutely. what I'm going to say. Like, think about if you, what would you do with an extra $360,000 in your pocket yep. after you built, you put it in your sweat equity. Again, at the end of the day, this is just, we're talking about dollars and cents. Everyone gets yep. in this business because of you want to grow a brand or you want to sell it. And now you have this asset available. It's worth something to companies like Elevate Brands like a Thrasio, like Fortunate, or like, um, you know, uh, Foundry, all those different companies that are emerging quite substantially and they're raising these funds. They want to apply that formula and that hard work that you did and take it to a next level, but they're going to pay Absolutely. you for it. So they're not going to, you know, they will obviously want to save you money, but if your number, if your numbers don't lie, they have to apply by that. Um, but if you aren't taking advantage of things like Atita or things like ping pong, you're going to short yourself money in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have the documented on our site that basically says, on average, Gatita saves you, or I'm sorry, saves you. Now I'm talking like you. No, it gets you back in reimbursements about 1% to 3% of your annual income, approximately. So take that savings along with ping pong savings and start adding that up into a 3x multiplier being conservative like Ryan and I are doing. That's a lot of money that that goes in your pocket. I mean, uh, heck, and like we said, Ryan and I both said, this is your money. This isn't like you're making this money or owed. I mean, you're owed this money. I mean, this and if is, you're this yeah, is if you're watching this for the first time, and I'm a seller, and I'm like, I'm gonna get into the Amazon game. You, I'm gonna tell you right now, margins are super thin when you're talking about fees. You're talking about paying your supplier, manufacturer, and then you start paying yourself or other employees, and then on top of that any sort of shipping costs if you're fulfilling or any of these other little places that are going to take a couple of cents here, a couple of dollars here, all of a sudden you say, you take that margin and you start to shrink it really quickly. If I'm taking more of what I just took out, putting it back in, you're going to be a happy camper so I can buy more goods. I can invest in more PPC or DSP uh, solutions. I can start to see my business scale out quicker than I would have if I didn't use these solutions. So yeah, I don't, it's almost boggling. These solutions are all free. Again, we, we make money on transactions. You make it on how much you're recovering. We only exist in the fact like if you're making more money, this is a growth partnership. And that's how ping pong's always seen ourselves is we're here to grow with you and not grow because of you. Does that make sense? Like there's a different distinguishing. 100%. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Yeah. Gatita, there's no monthly fee. Like if, if in the first month we get you back, you know, $100 or $1,000, yeah, there's a small fee on that, but there's no monthly going forward. Like if the next month we get you back zero, we charge you. There is no fee. There, it's zero. It's only based on getting you money back. So we're the same way. We grow with you. We help you grow. We want you. We want to find your money for you. So because if you're not, uh, yeah, if you're not making money, then I'm not making money. Like that's exactly, like, I want to see entrepreneurs grow and just like blow these expectations out of the water. And especially internationally, I want you to build your brand to whatever you envision it. I want that to be achievable with the help of funds, uh, funding and all that other, uh, you know, we, we, we're not even talking about funding. We're talking about like just saving actual dollars and cents yeah. that are yours anyways. Build up your business, learn from it, get on Ryan and I's podcast and share it with others on tips and things you've found that will help others. That's that's what we want to see, right, Ryan? 100%.
Yeah. So before we uh, wrap up here, uh, real quick, Ryan, share with us one thing that most people probably don't know about you. Oh man, Ooh, I stumped him. All right, no, that, no, that's that's if I want that's if I want to share it. So I've, <laughs> I've been on a lot of these shows before, but before COVID yeah, keep it hit, PG here. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's okay. So um, there's a couple things. Uh, one, my wife and I were foster parents for a yeah. long time, so that would be personal. Um, but for fun, my uh, my hobbies were like being in musicals and plays, and I was doing comedy improv before COVID hit. So that I've done improv shows and that pushed me to have active listening and being more open-minded and going with the flow of rent. I'm applying this to business as, as things get thrown my way and they're like not, ex and they're not expected. They've allowed me to sit, think and apply quickly like the speedboat uh, example. A lot of people use in this industry as entre uh, enterprises. Think of them as the Titanic. They can only go so fast and change direction very slowly but us in the entrepreneur space and the service provider space, you can ebb and flow if you need to change quickly. Same model in uh, an improv, you would have to just change your mindset. You can't just blow your way through it and just think that this is going to happen. If it's not real reality, it's not reality. And you have to adjust with that. Yeah. Very cool one. That was good. I, I knew some of that and that was cool. Uh, and so Real quick, everybody, uh, if you are watching on any of the channels, I do have uh, Ping Pong's URL at the bottom. Ryan, for those listening, why don't you tell them how to get to Ping Pong Payments and also any contact information you want to share so they can get a hold of you? Yeah, great question. So if you email me, again, it's ryan.kramer, R-Y-A-N.C-R-A-M-E-R at pingpongx.us, um, and you have a question and you just, in the subject line, just say, hey, Sellernomics Podcast, just let me know that you saw us here. Um, of course, you can just mention if you have questions about saving funds, what does it cost? Again, we didn't even go over what Ping Pong's cost model is. You're saving anywhere from, you know, four to five percent. But um, if you're doing that and you just want to sign up today, I can send you over a link to get signed up today. Um, your first month of uh, using us in your um, in terms of the fees that we would normally charge, those would be zero. So make sure you reach out to me and just mention you saw us on here. Um, and then we can get you signed up. It's free to sign up. There's no fees for every month that you use ping pong. There's only fees that we make money off of is when you convert funds um, from one currency to another. And at the end of the day, you can't beat that. Yeah, absolutely. So if uh, if you are watching the video, look down in the description, any one of the videos you're on, I definitely have a link in there uh, to reach out to ping pong payments. And also if you do get a hold of Ryan or contact him, I have the email on the screen. It's ryan.kramer at pingpongx.us. Uh, that's his email address. And be sure to mention the Sellernomics podcast or Rob Stanley's podcast or Rob, whatever. One of those things Ryan will know. He definitely, uh, him and I talk all the time. And uh, Ryan, wow, what a what a pleasure to have you on again for the first time on my uh, new, new channel, the Sellernomics podcast. And uh, stay tuned, everyone, because uh, we will have lots of great guests coming on. Ryan will loop back around later this year in a very interesting way. So stay tuned for that. We will have Ryan back on for something really super cool that we will be doing. And uh, yeah, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the Sellernomics podcast and of course, helping me kick off the uh, very first one. It's always a pleasure having you on. To many more episodes, Rob. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thanks so much, Ryan. Take care of yourself. No Bye, everyone.
Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.